Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast night on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard this inspirational flight with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, Mr. Man of Purpose himself, your host, J.R. Dicklin. Coming into 2008, 
So it's taken a lot, and I think that we have to keep hope alive during this time. So I want to talk about that hope, not only that hope, I want to talk about the hope of our foreparents, the hope of uh, many that even listen to this show that was uh, that paid that price in order for us to have the right and the privilege to vote. As many of you may know, that I was born and raised in Selma, Alabama, and I consider Selma a very pivotal point in our nation's history. Selma is very pivotal to this nation as it relates to the Voting Rights Act. It is very pivotal to this country when we think about the privilege of voting. And even on my Facebook page, and by the way, you can reach me in a couple of places on Facebook. Uh, you can reach me at Jay Ficklin, that's J-A-Y, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N. And you can also reach me on my group page there on uh, Facebook called Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. But as many of you might uh, know that I spent quite a bit of time um, talking about the fact of the privilege that it is to vote. And we have to take advantage of that opportunity. We have to educate our neighbors, educate our children, educate our young people about the importance of voting. Because when they don't understand the ultimate price that was paid, the price of being uh, hosed down by water hose, the price of being beaten by billy clubs, the price of having dogs uh, 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 let loose on, on you, the price of uh, being burned, and even the price of ultimately death that people pay for this privilege to vote. And I'm saying that you've got to exercise this privilege. It's one of the very few privileges that we have in a democracy that allows us to have a single voice, to have a voice. In other words, in the midst of all the billions of people that we may have here, the fact that we have an opportunity to vote is absolutely a privilege that we must take advantage of. So I want to keep your mind, I want to keep you in tune to that, and I want you to stay in touch with this show. If you're listening to us, call a friend. Call a neighbor, tell someone to join us tonight on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on Soul of America Radio. And I want you to get them there. It's going to be a very powerful night, and I want you to be a very great part of it. Now, so much has happened. If you're listening to us and you want to give someone a number to reach us, they can call in at area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323 Eight four nine six three eight, and I want them to be able to come in. I want them to be able to listen. If they desire to say anything, if you desire to say anything, just push uh, the um, one. Uh, just hit one on your keyboard, and I'll know that you want to get in. And our board, our engineer, will make sure that we get you in. Now, what I want to say to you that is so very important is that not only do I want to talk about uh, that play, the Mirror Don't Lie, that domestic violence play, which was absolutely awesome. On last Friday, we had an opportunity to be there. My wife and I was there, and we had a chance to watch this play, which had so much content and was very believable. They did an awesome job, an outstanding job. We want to talk about that because there were some real issues there. There's some real things. We often say, you know, does life imitate art or does art imitate life? And I would I would dare say that they probably have a little bit more. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, they probably have a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit of both of them. And we uh, look forward to it tonight that that is the case. So I'm going to look forward to not only have an opportunity um, uh, to bring that play up, but like I said, on the other side of the hour, I'm looking forward to we're going to go into uh, we're going to go into talk about the privilege of voting and the election because that's going to be very important. The election is very important. I cannot say that enough about the election. I'm going to continue to say that because this is an opportunity that cannot go thwarted. 
And so I'm grateful for that. I want you to take that opportunity inside of that and make sure, and I do mean make sure, that you exercise that privilege to vote, okay, and, and that no one discourage you inside of that. No, Let no one, I mean absolutely no one discourage you inside of that opportunity to vote. Uh, so uh, I want to continue to encourage you. I want to continue to give, uh, uh, you know, an airway for those uh, that may be victims of domestic violence. And I want you to understand uh, that this is a very critical moment uh, in our nation's history. It's a critical moment for all of us. It is a critical moment for us to examine where we are. And I'm telling you something. When you start talking about rights and privileges and laws and things, you got to keep in mind uh, uh, that if we do not, uh, go to the polls and vote. What we're basically saying is that we don't want to have a choice uh, inside of what's going on in our country, inside of our local as well as our state and our federal government. So it's very, uh, very, very important that you get out to vote tonight. And I just want to invite you tonight, tell a friend, tell a neighbor that we're on tonight right here on Soul of America Radio. That's right. That's www.soulofamericaradio.com. And you can go right there to the tab, Hope and Healing. That's where you'll find us tonight. If you're calling in tonight, you can call in, area code 323-784-9638. We're excited. So much have happened in, in just the time since we were here last week. Last week, uh, we all uh, remember the, the very, very uh, – terrible storm, Hurricane Sandy, that actually hit uh, the Northeast and uh, really did tremendous damage there in New Jersey and New York areas and parts of Ohio and parts of uh, of Virginia. And there's a lot that has to be rebuilt in that area. And our prayers go out to many people that are suffering. Uh, Many of you that are listening have friends, may have relatives, loved ones that are in that area. And we have seen some unprecedented devastation in that area. But one thing I I can say is that I believe that the uh, effectual fervent prayers of the righteous does avail as much. We see a spirit of unity. We see a spirit of people coming together. We see people coming together to help their neighbor. You know, what if we lived our lives daily as if it was in a crisis mode? Uh, Would that cause our compassion to flow? Can we reach across the uh, the street and reach across the aisle to make things better? And that's a critical thing, that a critical question that must be answered, a critical question that we should take notice of. And if we take notice of, of that question and do what we need to do, then guess what? We'll have a better place in which to live. Our friends, our neighbors, uh, our country will be a stronger place as a result of that tonight. So I'm excited about the show tonight. Uh, let me kind of recap for you. On last week, although we had some technical difficulties at the beginning, we uh, we had a guest on, uh, Miss Lakeisha Flint, and she's a playwright, author, and does a lot of things. But a young lady uh, that wrote a play entitled The Mirror Don't Lie. Now, uh, a very young lady, I've known her since she's a very little girl, but I had lost contact with her. Uh, but her mother's very active inside of a lot of things, and so is Lakeisha. But she wrote a play entitled The Mirror Don't Lie, and it's a play that addresses the issue of domestic violence. And I'm telling you, her play was absolutely tremendous. It contained content. It was real. It did not just address physical violence, but it also addressed mental uh, mental abuse, sexual abuse, verbal, emotional abuse. Uh, they, they addressed quite a bit inside of this play. But even inside of this play, they addressed the issue even a male being abused. And so it's a very great production. And one of the things that I said and bring her back is because I believe that many that may be listening, 
in your community, your city, you might be interested in bringing that play to your community. If you're in church, uh, since it was a play that definitely had a great uh, spiritual theme in it, you might want to be a part of that as well. So I say to you that become a part of it, do what you need to do, uh, but she'll be on tonight. I have her on for a few minutes tonight. We want to revisit her in the interview. We want to talk about the production that uh, occurred on last week, uh, on last Friday. And then uh, after we have her on, we're going to open it up for callers to call in if you have any questions, and uh, we're going to enjoy our time there. And then on the other side of the hour, the other side of the hour, or just about that, or maybe a little bit before then, we're going to begin to talk about the election. We're going to be talking about uh, the power and the importance of voting. So I want to make sure that you keep that in mind as we move forward tonight. Listen, if you're listening today, it's a great time to tell someone to tune in. Tune in uh, right here on Soul of America Radio. That's www.soulofamericaradio.com. Or you can call in and listen. You can call in and listen, not even have anything to say, but it, call in at area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. I want to encourage you. I really want to encourage you to call in and be a part of uh, this uh, radio broadcast tonight. It's going to be very powerful, very impactful. I expect it to be very exciting. I expect to have uh, guests on tonight. I expect it really to be something that will really bless your soul. Uh, so I look forward to it. I look forward to you being a part of it. I look forward to you being able to uh, uh, share with so many people uh, about this because I think this is going to be a very important time, a very important time, and a very great uh, subject and uh, discussion here. Uh, you know, uh, domestic violence is, continues to happen. We see it happen happening all the time, uh, even teen dating violence. Here, most recently, uh, the other week, right in Orlando, right up the road from us in Orlando, Florida, where there was a teen, uh, a teen dating stabbing, where the young man stabbed uh, the young lady there inside a teen dating violence relationship. So we understand it's not just something that's happening between adults, but also it is things that are happening even with uh, with uh, teens as well. So on the other side of the break here in just a few minutes, we're going to take a break. But on the other side, we're looking to have our uh, guest on, Miss Lakeisha Flint, uh, having her on tonight. And uh, looking forward to her and her feedback. We're looking forward to really getting a chance to talk to her about the play, The Mirror Don't Lie. Once again, I thought it was a very good play, very well written. And I think that it's something that you want to hear and something I'm ready to share with with uh, with you tonight, and she'll be back. She'll be on the other side of the break, and we're looking forward to having her so that we can dive into exactly what took place on Friday. It was uh, it was a great play. It was a play that uh, that I think that you will find not only enjoyable but empowering. At the end of the play, there was an altar call, and some great things happened. So on the other side of the break, we are going to uh, have her come and we're going to uh, just have a real good talk with her about the play. Listen, I'll be back on the other side of the break. This is J.R. Thicklett, and you're listening to Hope in Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on Soul of America Radio. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor that Soul of America Radio is on the line and Hope in Healing, A Journey to Wholeness is on the air. See you on the other side of the break.
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. Once again, I commend you, and uh, what a great job. And I want to hear from you tonight. 
what what has been some of the feedback that you've gotten? What did you think about the crowd reaction to the play? You had a very a very nice crowd there on Friday night. So what has been like for you since Friday night? Well, today was the first day I think I was able to get some rest because of all the feedback that I received since Friday night. It's all been positive. Um, definitely people want to see it again. They want it to go on the road. They think it's a, a play that has a powerful message that needs to be seen. Um, definitely starting off in the state of Florida but going nationwide. I'm just truly blessed and humbled by the experience because at the end of the play, I had some people to come up to me for me to sign their autograph, and that just kind of made me like, wow, like, really me? But I thank God for the opportunity. I thank God for the platform to be able to get a message out about domestic violence in another way versus just word of mouth or, um, you know, group settings, but to actually let it be played out. And not only that, but in a church. So that was another feed, um, a lot of feedback I got that, they were happy that my pastor allowed me to do a play with such a um, controversial topic in the church. So just positive, 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 you know, a lot of encouragement. So I'm just excited about where um, I'm going to be able to take the mirror, don't lie. Just looking forward to the opportunity. Well, well, by all means, you know, I did have the opportunity to go up to your pastor, and I just want to give him a shout-out there, uh, your pastor, uh, Dr. Robert Stanley, there, at, uh, at there, right there in Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church at Pompano. And one of the things I said to him, I said to him, first of all, I, I thanked him as well for allowing this to happen. I thank him for having the uh, the vision of to allow it to happen. And, uh, and I and I kind of whispered to him, I said, this doesn't happen very often among our churches. And what a sad, what, what a sad commentary. But he looked surprised, and I, and I wanted him to know that it doesn't happen very often. And yet it's still, he, he looked like he gave you full liberty, full, uh, full, uh, uh, free course to do what you needed to do. Uh, you had a very outstanding cast there. Uh, to yeah. say that to say that they were all amateur actors uh, would have to almost be proven in a court of law. Uh, they were very good. Uh, uh, they very much was into their character. And uh, and I like I said before you came on the air that I looked at the play for content and for. Uh, for things that was reality, and it, it definitely was very believable, and, and there was a great job that was done there. And uh, and one of the things I wanted to bring out tonight was that you actually covered some areas that I thought was very pivotal. And the fact that you, you, you made sure that you emphasized more than just physical abuse, that you definitely brought, highlighted you, you lifted uh, the, the issue of verbal, mental, emotional abuse. Uh, you definitely mentioned even sexual abuse, indicated about that in the play. But you also raise the issue about abuse occurring to even men in this play. And, uh, and kind of tell us a little bit about how did that come about and, uh, you know, was that deliberate uh, or, you know, what really kind of led you down that road? Well, like I said, me being not a, me not being a victim of domestic violence, I just thought about it two-sided because, you know, we always focus on the woman being the victim, but I said there are, are men that are being victimized as well. They might not say it because, quote, unquote, they are the man, but still it is happening. So I wanted 
I thought about my audience. When I wanted people to come, I just didn't want it to be one-sided. I wanted it to be two-sided. I wanted it to be equal, a equal playing field because it's happening both to men and women. And I even took it to the far as I had uh, a, a praise dance by a group of young ladies as well as a group of young men because I wanted the dynamic to be that this is just not a one-sided issue. So I did it deliberately. I wanted the experience or I wanted the message to be known that men do get abused. It might not be so much physically but verbally. You know, women, we are very strong characters, and sometimes, you know, words hurt. And that was the one thing that Chanel said in the play. People love to say, you know, this cliche, sticks and stones, um, they break my bones with words that hurt, and I just find that through my own personal experience, that's deceitful. I think that's the biggest lie I've ever heard because words do hurt. We might pretend they don't hurt, but words hurt. And to have a woman, your wife, come at you all the time, being whatever situation you're going through, and it's not helpful and demeaning, that is abuse. So I had to look at it as if I'm sitting in the audience. I don't want to come to something that's just one-sided because I believe healing takes place for men and women. Exactly. Well, you hit it on the head on a couple of things there because uh, the fact that domestic I mean, the, those things, uh, you know, six or so may break my bones, but words and it was interchangeable, words or names will never hurt me, was the biggest lie ever perpetrated because, in fact, words do hurt. Words do mm-hmm. impact us. Words do cause us to hurt. Uh, words have a way of sticking to our soul. That's the way I like yeah. to uh, say it, that it has a way of sticking to our soul. And because it has a way of sticking to our soul, what happens in terms of that is that people are hurting, people are, uh, uh, people are injured, people, um, you know, they don't recover as well. Your words have a way of coming back up. I mean, you can close your eyes and still remember, excuse me, people who said things to you that hurt mm-hmm. you even when you were a child. Yeah. So words does have a way of sticking to our soul, and we have to recognize that when words uh, do that, you know, words uh, not only, uh, I mean, those, those words go beyond just that moment. The words goes to the point of uh, bringing back memories. The words goes back to a place of just uh, totally, I mean, just totally uh, impacted us in such a tremendous way. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm so glad that you brought that part out. I thought it was very believable. Uh, and because it is, it is, it happens to us each and every day, and we have to recognize that inside of what we're doing, inside of the things that we're saying. So, uh, you know, that was very good in terms of that. Uh, many, I, I thought the music with the play was very well done, very well <laughs> choreographed. And uh, I don't know uh, who who the young man was, pastor, minister, but I called him the next uh, the next Sunday's best, a winner there yes. that was there. He was absolutely awesome in terms of a. Uh, I mean, just really ministering there. I mean, listen, I think Smokey Norfolk would have paid to hear him sing, uh, <laughs> you know, I Need You Now. <laughs> and let, me tell that. You, let me just tell your audience, like, I kept telling my cast, because, you, like you said, you've seen the cast, and I thank God that I had a cast that came with the spirit of unity, the spirit of excellence, um, the spirit of willingness. They were willing to become their characters um, we were very close. It was a very intimate cast, and we just knew that they believed in the vision. They definitely believed in the script, but they knew what the bigger purpose, the bigger picture was, is that we're trying to get this message out. This is not a joke. This is something that's happening. Because I told them, I said, 
even in the midst of the play going on, somebody outside of the play is being abused. So we exactly. just have to know that this is a very serious cause. So they were so excited about it. But the guy, Pastor Ernest Gunther Jr., I called him at the last minute, the thick one, because there was another young guy that was supposed to do it, and he kind of went AWOL on me. I hadn't heard from him. He didn't show up to rehearsal. And I said, boy, this devil is sure enough busy because wow. he doesn't want this production to come to pass. So I called my friend. We went to high school together, and I called him, and I said, Reverend, I said, no, I said, Pastor, I need you right now. And he said, what is it? And I told him what it was. And I knew he could deliver the song because he's so anointed. And he said anything to be teacher. And he came and he rehearsed for me. And it was just, I said, boy, it wasn't meant for the other young man to do it. It was meant for him to do it. So I just thank God for Pastor Gonda. You know, I look, I always look at my scripts and I look at, because, you know, everybody says, I thought that you would be a singer because I have the gift of voice. But when I'm doing my plays, I use my gift of voice when it comes to choosing the music for the play. I listen, I look at the script, I look at the words, and I look at songs that are relevant to the script, and I think that makes the difference. You just can't put any song in a play. It has to be befitting what the message is coming, and I think all of it went together. I need um, I need the with Chanel song because of the young lady who was crying out to God saying that she needed him to help her to get through this situation. Then the pastor who was dealing with the wife that was abusive, God, I need you to help me right now to restore my marriage, to restore, you know, employment. God, I just need you to restore my faith. So that's when I brought in the song Smoking North, I Need You Now. And then at the end, heal and deliver because through it all, that's what we're looking for, for healing to take place and deliverance from being abused, being delivered from the abuser, being delivered being delivered from the issues of depression and hate and, you know, loneliness and thinking you're not good enough. So exactly. I just thought about songs that would be would be befitting for the play but also minister to the people that were sitting in the congregation. I I'm just really happy with the overall presentation through drama, through dance, as well as songs for the mirror don't lie. Yeah, well, I thought it was very well uh, choreographed there. Uh, uh, I thought that not only that, that uh, it was very much delivered in a way that I think everyone could relate to it. And I want to get to that part that uh, at the end there with the altar call, but why don't we get to that right on the other side of the break here. I want to just take a real quick break here, and we'll be back with Lakeisha Flint. She is the author and the director of the play, The Mirror Don't Lie, and I really believe that it's coming to an area near you very soon. So right on the other side of the break, right on the other side of the break, we'll be back with Lakeisha Flint. Uh, you're listening to J.R. Thickland right here on Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness right here on Full of America Radio. You can reach us at area code 323 784-9638. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. 
We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Don't touch that dial and take it easy. If you're listening to the show tonight and you feel led to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638. And if you're already holding, press 1 to let Jay know that you want to talk. We'll be right back. But some people stepped out 
and it just it, it overwhelmed me because I started crying because to me if only one person had stepped out, I know that I had touched somebody's life. So it was just very, very it was a very powerful moment, I just think and everybody at the end of the place who was coming to give me a hug said thank you for the opportunity to step out and, you know, get that prayer or that covering over my life. So I just thought it was very powerful and it, it just it to me it sealed the deal with the play. Yeah, and it was a very powerful the altar call was very powerful and you're exactly right. People are generally apprehensive and, and, and about coming forth because no one really wants to be identified as a victim of domestic violence and of course no one wants to wear the badge of saying that I'm a perpetrator. But yet it's still the environment that was created was one that I thought uh brought forth not only healing and hope but reconciliation. Uh, even when an abuser can look into their own lives and sometimes recognize that they are responding to their own hurt, their own pain, their own history, their own torment, and as a result they're tormenting and hurting uh, someone that loves them or someone that they love and close to them. And so uh, it was very powerful, and it had an opportunity uh, on, on Friday night and, and when the altar call was made and to see people that did start coming uh, for and that's one thing that we realize that when you know sometimes it don't take but one to come forth before someone else will say you know what I'm going for because it's not about it's not about uh you know what others think of me it's about me being healed it's about me being delivered it's about me reaching that place uh, we're listening right now. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio. This is J.R. Thicklin, your host. And we have Lakeisha Flint. Uh, Lakeisha Flint is the author and the director of the play, The Mirror Don't Lie. And if you're calling in tonight, if you're listening to us by phone, area code 323 784 and you desire to uh, uh, say something, desire to have a question or comment, you can just push one on your button, just push the number one on your button. That will let us know inside of the studios that you uh, desire to say something or desire to ask a question. If you push the number one, if you desire to ask uh, Ms. Flynn a question, you can, uh, and, just, and just do so. Uh, we acknowledge you and get you on the airway. But one thing I, I do want to say is this, is that uh, it was very well attended on a Friday night, very well attended, and uh, one of the things I said that that although you all did something unprecedented, you let it be an open door program, there was no admission fee, but as I said to someone earlier, that I would have gladly paid to come see that play because, in fact, it was not only that well done, but I think that, you know, we need to support these type of venues. We need to support it because too often the church hasn't done enough uh, in terms of being able to address the subject matter. So, uh, you know, it's something that I really want to uh, uh, commend you once again on, and, uh, and and everyone, just the support of your church, the support of your family, uh, the way that it was done uh, was to be commended. Yes, um, I've gotten that question, like, when are you going to start charging for your plays because you're an awesome writer and director, we can't wait, like, even at night, when is the next play? When is your next play? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, um, I really don't know. And that was the one question that I received about this particular play. The when is the next showing? What city is it going to? Are you going to do it again? And at that time, I just didn't know. Like, that's something I'm working on this week. Like, where am I going to do this again? When am I going to do it again? Because 
it to me for it and people that couldn't make it Friday night definitely want to see it. So that's just something that I'm praying to God about, to doors to open that I'll be able to take it so people, or at least do it one more time so people will be able to see it if they have not seen it the first time. So that's just something that I'm doing. But I've gotten that same, you know, I would have paid to come see this place. So I thank God for that because at least I know that I'm doing something right that people will come out and support me and what it is that I'm doing. So I was very pleased that people said that they would pay for a ticket to come and see a play that I've written. So I was just really, I was really overwhelmed Friday night because it was just, you know, we started this project in August. When I say started the project, that means that I didn't, I presented it to my pastor. We didn't start practicing in the rehearsals until September, and we only did maybe six in September. In October, we probably did eight. So for it to turn out the way it did, it was nothing but God. So I'm just so excited. Well, you had every reason to be excited. Um, I think that uh, uh, without without uh, any doubt, you had to be very pleased with the turnout that uh, came out on uh, Friday night. It was a great turnout, especially on a Friday night, especially among our people. So that that was that was really a good turnout in terms of that. We have plenty of people on the board. Uh, no one have indicated they want to say anything. Some people are rather listen and everything. But let me ask you, one of the things I did say to you before was the fact that I wanted to do anything and everything that I could do to make sure that um, – you know that this play has an opportunity to to hit audiences all over, and that's what I plan to do. One of the things that we look forward to is that after your DVD is there, we look to get it before you know in the hands and in the eyes of others that I know who carry the burden of domestic violence uh, uh, as a very great part of their charge. And we want to get that out so that people can be a part of that. And that is something that we're going to work on very diligently, uh, that people will be a part of that and get it out. Meanwhile, there may be those that are listening even to us right now who may be even listening later on on our archives, on our archive of the show. And perhaps you have a church, perhaps you're part of a group, perhaps you're part of sorority, perhaps you're part of many different things. And if you are, one of the things that will be very beneficial even, and I'm quite sure you don't mind this uh, uh, at all, is the fact, even if they wanted to get with you all and use it as a fundraiser to raise awareness and things of that, that you all can work those type of situations out because of the fact uh, the message is what's so beneficial. And I think it will be a blessing to any city, to any congregation, to anyone that brought this play in because of the fact of the content of it. The content of it is amazing and uh and it will uh, definitely address this issue here. So uh, we want to make sure that people know that you're there. We want to make sure that people know that what is happening there at Hopewell and through uh, your hands and what you're writing, and we want to encourage you inside of doing so and continue to do the great work. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us, right here on Soul of America Radio. I'm your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I have with us on the line for for the next few minutes uh, Miss Lakeisha Flint. She is the writer and director. She's a playwright 
of the play, The Mirror Don't Lie, this play addressed domestic violence from a very, very uh, unique angle and with all the element of faith and element of the church because, you know, whether we want to believe it or not, domestic violence occurs to people that goes to church. Domestic violence occurs with people that are shouting and dancing as well, and that's not to ridicule, but I'm saying there's a reality that is there that we must be willing to address, and we can all say that the church have not done probably the job that it's capable of doing in addressing this issue of domestic violence. So I definitely appreciate you uh, so much, Lakeisha, for being obedient and doing this play that others may, uh, you know, find healing through it. Because it's not always what's spoken over a pulpit. It's not always what's spoken in a in a setting of a panel or whatever. Sometimes it's uh, what is spoken even through art. And, uh, and I want to commend you on that. Listen, uh, Lakeisha's right on the line. If you'd like to ask a question, you'd like to be live on the air, you'd like to have something to say, uh, if you're already on, just hit the number one. Uh, that, will, that will make our engineer know that you want to come on, you want to have a question question for Lakeisha or you might have a comment and we will acknowledge you. Uh, if you're if you're listening, uh, if you're trying to give a number to your friend or your neighbor, uh, have them to call area code 323-784-9638 right here on Soul of America Radio. And uh, I just want to, we're coming up on the last 15 minutes and uh, definitely if you want to be on the air, if you want to ask a question, you want to be acknowledged, you want to uh, speak to Ms. Lakeisha Flint, uh, you by all means hit the letter one, hit the number one, I should say, and we will bring you right up uh, on the air. And uh, right on the other side of the break, uh, I invite you to do so. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor that Soul of America Radio is on the air. You listen to Hope and Healing with J.R. Ficklin. And I want you to stay tuned with us because, in fact, tonight is a special edition of the show. Uh, we will go on after we are. After our guest is gone, there with Ms. Lakeisha Flint, we're going to then begin to talk about the election and the importance of voting. So tell a friend, tell a neighbor that we're going to address that, and we want to really look into that with deep, with real deep passion and conviction. As many of you know, I'm from the state of Alabama, born and raised in Selma. So voting means a lot to me. And we'll talk more about this on the other side of the break. Uh, right now, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I will see you on the other side of the break with Miss Lakeisha Flint, the writer and director of the play, The Mirror Don't Lie. You don't have to hurt. You can find healing. See you on the other side of the break. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Don't touch that dial and take it easy. If you're listening to the show tonight and you feel led to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638. And if you're already holding, press 1 to let Jay know that you want to talk. We'll be right back.
your right to vote. Please vote in this November. Now we return you back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're so glad to have you here as we're in the uh, final sect uh, of this particular broadcast here. And we have with us here and have had the privilege of having her with us. This is Miss Lakeisha Flynn. She is the author and the playwright and the director of the play, The Mirror Don't Lie, a tremendous production that took place down in South Florida in Pompano Beach this past weekend, and uh, she's done some tremendous things. I'm telling you, if you're a church, a ministry, a fraternity, a sorority, uh, whoever you are, you might want to uh, definitely uh, have this play to come to your area because I tell you, it will minister to you. If you've been trying to find a way to get the message out about domestic violence, this is a great way to do so. And so, Lakeisha, uh, definitely, I want, I definitely want to turn it over to you for a few minutes. Something that anything that you might want to share with the audience. And once again, audience, if you desire to ask a question, if you desire to um, ask a question of Miss uh, uh, Lakeisha here, or desire to uh, make a comment, just hit one. Just hit one on your phone. We acknowledge that you're there, and definitely allow your opportunity to speak. Go right ahead, Lakeisha. Um, first thing, I just want to say thank you, Reverend Sicklin, for having me on again. I was on last week, um, and on my back again this week. I think um, in writing this play, it just opened my eyes up to domestic violence in a different sense. You hear about it, you 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 see commercials about it, but when being asked to write the play, it really made me sit down and learn about it. Again, I'm not a victim of domestic violence, so I can't give you a firsthand experience, but through my interviewing and researching domestic violence and sitting down to write a script called The Mirror Don't Lie, I had to really go to some deep places. I had to become the characters in this play in order to make it, it make the play what it was. I believe firsthand that I have to be blessed first before the audience can be blessed. And I was truly blessed when writing this play and after writing and seeing it during the rehearsals, my cast, it was just a blessing. Domestic violence is serious. I think, I'm not going to say I think, I know that I want to continue bringing awareness to domestic violence, be it plays, be it seminars, just talking to people, being there and events to support it. But this is something that I've grown to know what it is, and I think it just needs to be pushed, 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 because it's happening even right now as I'm speaking to you. The Mirror Don't Lie is just the beginning. I've been thinking about it. I've already been asked to do another one in our church, but if there is an organization or another church or somebody, an organization out there that wants to do something like this, Please, my email address is Lakeisha, L-A-K-E-S-H-I-A dot Flint, F-L-I-N-T at gmail.com. 
Again, Lakeisha, L-A-K-E-S-H-I-A dot Flint, S-L-I-N-T, at gmail.com. Email me, and we can correspond that way because, again, this is something that needs to be done. I have a lady that's over the organization called Women at the Well. She is so excited. She was there on Friday night, and she really wants to do something like this as far as the place she wants to get out. She says that this is something that needs to be seen all across America, and I'm just excited about that because I don't consider myself to be Tyler Perry. I can, I am Lakeisha Flint. I know who I am. I know who I am. And I believe that if I have the gift, God gave me the gift, and I'm going to utilize my gift, that one day I start up my church, and I have a really nice-sized church, but that's my platform for the bigger stage because I believe that if it's not the mirror, don't lie, it's going to be something that's going to be in a big auditorium or a big center where I will be able to reach more people through drama. So I'm just excited about what God is about to take me and be it domestic violence, be it family, whatever the cause is, if it's in me and I can put it on paper and get a cast to do it, I'm going to continue to do it. So if you are dealing with this, please, by any means, you can email me. I might not be the person you need to talk to, but I can refer you to someone or to an organization or to a group that can help you deal with domestic violence. I thank you so much particularly for giving me this opportunity not once but twice to speak to your your audience about domestic violence. And as long as it's breathing me and I have people like you in my corner, I believe that the mirror don't lie will be on the road in the near future because I believe it's not, not three or four times, but at least one more time it needs to be seen. So I'm just excited about that. Well, I I know that it will be seen again. I know that with all that within me that I will use uh, my influence and use those things to happen. Uh, One of the things that I did have an opportunity also to speak with uh, uh, Michelle there from uh, a woman uh, at the well and equally being excited about this is because of the fact, you know, so often when it comes to the issue of domestic violence, especially amongst uh, uh, the African-American community and the minority community at large, we don't want to address those situations at all and what we have to understand is that we must address them because we can never change that which we're unwilling to confront and we can never confront that which we're unwilling to identify we can never identify that which we're unwilling to acknowledge and we cannot acknowledge that we're unwilling to accept and as a result of that we continue to uh, to create uh, what we call the great masquerade that happens in the church and by the way that is the name of a play that was written uh, uh, just a few years ago by one of the members of my church at the time uh, called the masquerade addressing domestic violence as well but what we have to understand that you know Writing plays is one, another one of those creative ways and creative tools of ministry that is there that can reach people, that can reach us. When we won't have a conversation about it, we can see it uh, We can see it played out before our very eyes. And so as a community, we have to urge and encourage the use of these type of mechanisms to order to address this issue. Now, if, we're not, if clergy are not going to preach about it, if clergy are not going to take a stand about it, then uh, we must uh, allow people to have expression because I believe that God births these things in our spirit to be able to do, to be able to write, to be able to sound the alarm, to be able to uh, uh, to bring someone out of out of darkness into light, to bring healing where there's been pain and hurt, and therefore 
we have to make sure that we support these type venues and these type ventures. So if you're listening out there, whether live today or you're listening or you're listening at another time on the archives or your podcast on, on podcasts and those things, this information is still vital and is still pertinent. Uh, please, uh, you know, make a phone call, email, whatever you have to do, because we have to continue this type of work and the work that is being done by people like Lakeisha and many others that are addressing the issues of domestic violence. And uh, and I'm going to say this, and uh, once again, you're listening to uh, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Holders, right here on Soul of America Radio. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and once again, with the uh, with only about three and a half minutes that's left in this particular segment of the broadcast, uh, you're listening to our guest that we have with us tonight, Miss Lakeisha Flint. She is a playwright, author, and director of the play, uh, the Mirror Don't Lie, and what a tremendous production it was addressing the issue of domestic violence. We had the opportunity to see it on this past uh, on this past uh, Friday. It was a great production. And what I want to say to you, Lakeisha, continue, up, continue the good work. Uh, we will stay in contact. Uh, we're going to try to definitely get it in front of the audience that can help perpetuate it, because one of the things that has to happen, and you mentioned Tyler Perry earlier, and we all salute the job that Tyler Perry does. All of us have our area of calling. A dear friend of mine often says there is enough, there is room in the body for every gift. There's room in the body for every gift. There's room in the body of Christ for every gift that God has given, that God has allowed. So that means that inside of there being room in the body for it, that whatever God has given you, it is for you. And there's a unique audience that you will reach. But we have to uh, begin to support these things. Uh, I can tell you that in most seminaries there is no work that's done in the area of domestic violence, especially older seminaries that have not updated their work. Uh, there's not a lot of coursework in seminary for domestic violence. So many preachers and pastors and things, they come out of seminary, if they go to seminary at all, uh, without even much work or anything about how to address the issue of domestic violence. And that's very important, and that's part of the work that we do in helping uh, to uh, teach pastors and leaders how to address domestic violence proper counseling techniques, how to set up a domestic violence ministry in your church, how to uh, how to write policies and procedures that people are safe inside of your church. Because if you don't address these issues, the church can be a very dangerous place, and the church ought to be a place where we can all come and people ought to be able to come. The church should be the trauma center where people can come, be healed and helped, and, and all those things should happen in the church. So I just want to say to you once again, uh, Lakeisha, Keep up the good work. Uh, uh, I commend you. I commend your mother doing a great job with you, standing with you, uh, your pastor down there at Hopewell, there, uh, Dr. Robert Stanley. And I want to continue to uh, salute you and the whole Hopewell's expression of hope ministry down there that is doing a great job in reaching out to the community. So uh, listen. Uh, stay tuned to us. We'll be tapping. We'll be tapping on your door again. We'll have you on again in the very near future. And we want to see uh, the play "Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness." We want to see it go even further. We want to see it to go even further in the very, very near future. So be blessed, uh, and we're so glad to have you on. And we look forward to having you on again real soon. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Thank you so you much. Thank you. Bye bye. 
You've been listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to us here on the Soul of America Radio. I'm so glad that you've joined us. And tonight is a very special edition because on the other side of the hour, this conversation is going to turn from just uh, the play and, and, and domestic violence, and we want to talk about this very important election. Tomorrow is Election Day, and I want to talk to you about the importance of voting and, and the importance of this election. And if you're there, I invite you to call in, Eric Cole, 323 Seven eight four nine six three eight. And if you'd like to participate, you'd like to have a question, you'd like to address something, you uh, you like to ask a question, any of those things, just push the number one there on your dial. And as you push the number one, we will make sure that you have the opportunity uh, to be on the air with us and that you will get a chance to ask your question. Listen, tell a friend, tell a neighbor. One special hour right now tonight devoted to the election. I'll see you right on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Stay on with us tonight as we turn our attention to this very important election. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, right here on Soul of America Radio. Welcome to another broadcast night on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard this inspirational flight with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, Mr. Man of Purpose himself, your host, J.R. Thicklin. for joining us on this side of the hour here. I am your host, J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I want to turn our attention for this last hour to a very important subject. Here we are on the eve of the election, the national, the presidential election, 2012, and we're right on the eve of it, and we want to talk about not only this election, but the importance of voting. We want to talk about whether or not have you gotten, have you gotten out to vote. For those of you that may be listening in the states that allow early voting, did you get out to vote? What was the condition of your early voting? And if you did get out to vote, I want to know that, but the other part, if you didn't get out to vote, uh, you know, what has, what has uh persuaded you or dissuaded you from voting, and what do you think about what's going on right about now? There's definitely all over the country we're hearing about voter suppression. We're hearing about people that have been discouraged to vote, and one of the things that have been very interesting is the fact is that there have literally been a coalition of those that have in, that have discouraged many Christians from voting in this election, uh, mainly because the fact those that have uh, been proponents of that have talked about the fact of uh, President Obama and his uh, his uh, views on uh, gay marriage or his his, his uh, 
views on uh, on gays and uh, and uh, marriage, as well as the views on abortion, as well as they have also encouraged us not to vote because of the fact of even Mitt Romney. Uh, they talk about the fact of his uh, his background as a Mormon, and if you know anything about the Mormon Church, uh, that has been filled with not only uh, uh, racism to the point that whether you know it or not, that it's only been in the 20th century uh, that the Mormon Church would even allow. Uh, black people to even uh, be allowed in any circle of their deity as far as office and those things. And, and then when we go back even deeper in Mormonism, we understand that there has been many of them, uh, Mormons, that uh, discounted black people that actually believe that black people were, were uh, cursed. They were cursed. They were literally descendants of Cain. It was part of the curse that God, uh, when he banished Cain away, uh, that his skin had been turned dark. And so there are many myths at the very heart of his core beliefs of his religion, of which you do understand, which he made it very well known in, uh, I believe, the second debate that he himself had been a pastor. So he had pastored people, and, uh, and therefore, you know, that was a uh, that was part of that belief that he believed in. So, you know, what does that say? How does that impact his ability to be president? But more so, what I want to talk about tonight, as we're on the eve of, of the election, is how do you feel about the importance of voting? How do you feel about voting right about now? Because voting is a very important privilege, and are, are there people that you know that are not voting? And so I encourage you tonight, if you're calling in, call in at area code 9 uh, Erico, excuse me, 323-784-9638. And if you'd like to have a question or comment, uh, just hit the number one. Just press the number one key. That will let our engineer know that you uh, want to be heard on the air. You want to ask a question there. Meantime, tell a friend, tell a neighbor uh, that join us right here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio uh, dot com and so uh, I want to just open it up. Uh, how important is voting? Do you think that we take voting as seriously as we should? How about in your neighborhood? What about in your city? In your municipality? What are the things that have happened to make voting uh, easier, or have there been barriers there to really discourage voting? And uh, it's an important topic. I believe it's one of the greatest privileges that we have in this democracy in voting. Do we think about? Why voting is opposed so much? Do we think about why is it that people really don't want to see other people vote? I mean, what is that a sign of? Is that a sign of uh, entitlement? Is that a sign of feeling supreme, uh, superior? Is that a sign of feeling that individuals are not worthy of having a voice in the democracy? What do you think that's all about? Do you think that it's solely racially based, or could it be uh, – could it also have other uh, motives as to reasoning why uh, people don't want others to vote and there's voter suppression there? So I really wanted to bring that up tonight. Uh, if you're listening, once again, call in, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. Please uh, hit the number one if you like to call in. If you want to have an opinion, you like to lend your opinion to what is being said uh, about voting. How important is voting to you today? Uh, the boards are there. Many of you are on the board, uh, but uh, you're not indicated that you want to say anything. I have any questions there, but I want to invite you tonight. Uh, this is open to you. This is what I'm calling an open forum here. Uh, 
I'd like to hear your opinion about voting. And is, why is voting important to you? And whether or not did you vote yet, or are you going to vote on tomorrow? And uh, I'd love to hear your views tonight. Once again, just reach uh, out to us at area code 323-784-9638 and push the number one. And when you push the number one, our engineer will be able to let us know that you are on the air, and we want to acknowledge you tonight uh, about this issue of voting. Now, we've had this to happen. A lot of questions are being raised. What about the people in New York and New Jersey and even parts of Ohio that was really impacted by uh, Hurricane uh, Sandy? How do you feel about uh, as one of the solutions to resolve the issues they have with uh, some of them still not having power, that they're going to allow electronic voting either uh, by fax and or by email how do you feel about that? Do you think that can be truly trusted? Do you feel like that's the way to go? I mean, are there things that you can do from an email that that uh, that uh, uh, that might not be as trustworthy? Can a person actually uh, email uh, from two different email addresses, or is it based upon the email address? Is it based upon social security number? What are those uh, mechanisms that are in place? But what we do know is that there's a big thing at state tomorrow in voting. Now, let me just say this, and let me be very plain about it. I understand that when it's all said and done, that God determines the future, that the earth is the Lord and the, and, and, you know, and, and the fullness thereof, the, the world that all that dwells therein. But I want to say to you on a very practical note that you've got to understand something, that you have the power to vote. If you neglect to use that power, then what you said is that I have sanctioned it, I have given away that privilege, uh, that right for me to have anything to say, I exchange that right. I exchange that right. So I will remain silent regardless of what happens because it's a privilege and opportunity for you to vote, and you need to take that opportunity. So I'm very interested in hearing some of your feedback tonight about voting. What does it mean to you tomorrow? What do you think will happen tomorrow? Tomorrow night at this time, will the election be decided? Will we know who have won? Will they have won fair and square? Uh, what do you think? Uh, area code 323-784-9638. Uh, just hit the number one if you'd like to have a comment, ask a question. I'd love to hear from you tonight, your opinion tonight about voting, how important it is, how relevant it is today. Now, you got to understand something, that this is a serious matter. This is a serious matter. People lost their lives for this privilege. People was beat back with billy clubs that had water hoses uh, uh, sprayed on them, had dogs sicked on them uh, for this privilege to vote. People lost their lives in that in the Selma march from Selma, the march from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. That was a very historic part, and oftentimes we talk about Bloody Sunday, but we need to understand this was not just one march. This wasn't just one attempt. It took literally three attempts in order for this march to be successful uh, inside of it. But in the midst of it, people lost their lives. People came together. Not just black people, white people, Jews, uh, others came to join in this. And it was a time in which the nation, the whole nation's uh, attention was turned to the deep south, to the city of Selma, Alabama. And they saw the things that happened. They saw, when you start talking about Jimmy Lee, uh, 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 Jimmy Lee uh, uh, Williams that was killed there, we, uh, uh, when you're talking about uh, so much, Viola Luizzo, who was killed as a result of the, uh, the Reverend Reeve, who actually came down from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, to be a part of this, and many others that lost their lives and people there that suffered as a result of this uh, privilege to vote. And yet and still there are those 
who will not take that opportunity, who will not take that fundamental privilege and go vote. And uh, voting does matter. We know that voting matters. When we turn out to vote, we have a voice inside of what happened. And then if we look back at the 2008 election, uh, because of the fact that there was a great voter turnout, there was great enthusiasm, there was a whole new breed of voters and a whole new uh, a whole new attitude about democracy and voting, and it happened as a result of that. And because of that, you know, people came together, and they were blessed, and we saw great things happen there. Uh, we have a, a caller that wants to come on uh, uh, there. Caller, we're going to bring you on there with your question concerning voting. Uh, welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Yes, we welcome your comment at this time. Hi. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um for myself and others that I've spoken to, uh, this has been the most stressful um, of all the elections that, I, that I've participated in. Um, tomorrow I will be voting, and I think it's so crucial that we vote. Um, one of the major concerns that um, I've come across in, in making my decision this time was the fact that uh, Obama te- tended to lean toward the homosexual vote. That really concerned me. I really had to pray for discernment. Um, I don't think it was very clear who we should vote for, and and I just think that's the overall um, identity of the world or the crisis that the world in general is in. Um, When I really began to pray and to seek out what the word was declaring that we should do, especially our leaders that are in office, when I seen that the heart of God was toward the poor, toward the those that couldn't speak for themselves when I seen how how much, you know, we touch God's heart when we touch the poor and how much the decision um you know was so is so much valued in the eyes of God and I tended to know that Obama was the only choice. I really felt like when I tried to tune into Romney, there was absolutely no connection. Um, in my spirit with him, I felt that he was out of touch with the people. I didn't feel that his concern was for the poor. And I really, really felt that he had a self-righteous spirit that really turned me off and that let me know, you know, sometimes people claim to be religious, but that's all they are. They don't have the heart of God. And so even not even knowing what you uh, address as far as uh, the Mormonist, Mormon background. I didn't even know. I knew there weren't a lot of black people or any black people that I knew that were Mormon, but now that you pointed that out, it makes it makes sense to me now. That's why I am voting tomorrow for Obama, and I think it's very important that everybody who can can get out and do uh, what needs to be done. Thank you. Well, thank you so very much for your opinion there, and uh, and those are some very good points because you you brought up a point and you you brought up how your faith and and how that is helping you make that determination. And I said just there at the top of the hour how that there are groups there that are actually discouraging Christians to go vote. They're discouraging, and one of the things that is happening even in the world of Christendom, and I, I have to use the term this way, that a lot of our, our quote unquote uh, uh, evangelicals, a lot of our White brothers, uh, evangelicals that we listen to, that we all enjoy, have really put up a stone wall uh, uh, for a lot of black Christians and trying to intimidate them about not voting for Obama. And it's interesting to me that they can do that to try to discourage black voters and black Christians from vote from Ob- for Obama, and yet it's still how could they embrace, by the same token, uh, 
Mitt Romney, who literally his Mormonism background itself uh, totally is rooted in not even believing black people are even, uh, you know, uh, 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 worthy. I mean, some black people has been evil, has been part of a curse. So when we begin to talk about that, that's a real issue there, and we have to look at it. And I hate to call out names, but but uh, it's been said you, you've you've had uh, uh, people. I mean, he's one of my guys, even Joe Olsby and different ones. You've had people uh, uh, along the line, Kenneth Hagan and different others have come out and basically have a. Uh, Totally said, you know, Obama's not the choice. And so if he's not the choice, then what are they saying? Who is the choice? And so we have to be very mindful, and we have to pray about things, because it's not about just one issue. It's about several issues, and we have to be about that today. Listen, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, a special edition tonight at this hour. We're talking about voting, uh, the voting rights, the voting privilege, and we want you to be a part of that voting uh, privilege today. Uh, I want to hear your views about voting. Have you voted? Will you vote? Why haven't you voted? And really, how do you feel about this election? Listen, you can reach us at area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. If you desire to ask a question, be on the air uh, to express uh, your opinion about something. Just hit the number one, and we will bring you right back up, and we're going to see you right after the break here, right here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thicklin. You're listening to Soul of America Radio. I'll see you right on the other side of the break. To the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323 784 9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show.
Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thickland. I'm so glad that you've joined us here on Soul of America Radio. Uh, this is a special edition of the show. We are discussing voting, and tomorrow is Election Day, national uh, election, a presidential election. So much is riding on the line here, not only with our presidential election, but a lot of our Senate races and a lot of uh, the things that are happening uh, across the country. And it's not only important that you understand uh, why to vote, but you need to understand who to vote for. You understand what you're voting on because it can shape the way your uh, future lines up in the very near future. Uh, Erico 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us if you're listening in. If you'd like to ask a question or be a part of it, just hit the letter, uh, not the letter, I keep saying letter, hit the number one key and we will will definitely, our engineer will acknowledge you and bring you in. We'll love to hear your question. We'll love to hear your comment today. What does this election mean to you? Uh, I really want to hear your opinion today. What does this election mean to you? Have you seen any form of voter suppression in your area? Uh, because we have callers from all across the country here. I would love to hear from you. What have you seen? Why is voting important to you if it is? And if it's not important, tell us why you don't think it's important today. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, hit that number one key if you're listening to us uh, uh, by phone, area code 323-784-9638. If you're listening to us at uh, at Soul of America Radio com. Uh, we thank you for being with us. Uh, right there, if you go there in the studio at SolarAmericaRadio.com, you can leave a message and send that message to us, and we will acknowledge that message and uh, and uh, definitely correspond with you about that. But what does this mean to you? This election, we've seen so many things happening. It has been said that it's a razor-thin race. It's being said all over the country that it's almost dead um, even. And that's what is being said. Uh, they're saying in swing states such as Florida and swing states such as Virginia and Ohio and swing states such as Colorado and Nevada uh, that things are very, very tight. And uh, uh, in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania and places of that nature, North Carolina. I don't know. Do you think that it's as tight as they're saying, or is this a way to kind of keep people somewhat motivated to go out and vote? And we want people to go out and vote, and yet it's still we see voter suppression in many areas, uh, in many states that have early voting, that had early voting in 2008. Uh, for some unknown reason or some unexplainable reason, uh, their states have decided to cut early voting. Uh, and uh, here in the state of Florida, they cut it almost in half. We went from 14 days to 8 days of early voting, and uh, we see the lines. Many of you have seen on national news uh, lines, even in Miami, Florida there, where on yesterday people were there in line seven and eight hours long, and uh, and, uh, actually for a period of time they closed the doors on them, and it had to be reopened because people were in line. And what a constitutional right to exercise uh, inside of that. Now, there are people that did not – there are people that did not – Vote on last. Uh, uh, there are people that did not get a chance to vote over the weekend for whatever reason. But this is your final time, and I want to know why is this election important to you? Are you voting? Uh, and if you are voting, uh, why are you voting? And it, tell me why is this election is important to you? I love to hear from you. Uh, the boards is open for you. If you like to have something to say, if you're already listening on the airway, just hit the number one. Our engineer uh, will see. Uh, that you want to talk, and we will get you on the airway. I welcome your question and a comment. Once again, I'm J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. So uh, 
If you're there, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, nationwide, it's a dead heat. And yet it's still, you keep hearing different conflicting things. Uh, there in Ohio, now the president leads by two points or three points, depending on what poll you want to look at. And here's something I want us to keep in mind. Because all this polling and things like that, understand it's not a sure sign. Because polling means that they are calling, they are making contact with a select group, a select sampling of groups, and they're asking questions. Well, let me ask you a question. How many of you have received a call? How many of you have received a call sampling your vote? So if you've not received a call, that means that you have not been sampled. So we can't purely go on the numbers of what is being said. By the same token, one thing that is encouraging, if you're, if it depends on whose side that you're that you're voting or leaning toward, is this: is that we understand that the early voting, the early voting, is decisively turned toward uh, President Obama's favor. The early voting, and I would say that's probably one of the reasons that we're seeing some of the voting suppression that we've had. We've seen all kind of intimidating signs in our neighborhoods, uh, talking about voting fraud is a, you know, voting fraud is a. Is a you know is is a felony and and uh you know and as a crime and and all these things to shake people of faith in voting and to get people all scared up. So uh, what I want to say to you today is the fact that if if you're voting, I want to hear from you tonight. Why are you voting and uh, and uh, why do you feel like your vote count? Why are you passionate about it? And uh, I want to hear what has been your voting experience? What has been the climate in your area? Uh, so uh, I want to hear from you today. Area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. And if you want to, if you want to uh, 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 have a comment, please just hit the le- hit the number one, uh, and uh, we will acknowledge you. I want to hear what is driving you to vote. What is happening? What do you think will be the verdict uh, on on tomorrow at this time? Uh, you know, will it be done tomorrow at this time? You know, in two thousand, it was a big situation and changed the way we looked at voting and particularly in this state here they had a lot to do uh uh with that particular election there so i want to ask you again uh what are you doing about voting tomorrow how important is this matter to you and if it's very important then i want to hear from you let us know let us know just how important it is to you. Uh, call in right now, area code 323. There are many of you that are on the board. Uh, you just are not hitting the, uh, the, the the number one key. But if you hit that key, I know that you're ready to come on and that you want to have something to say. And so uh, I invite you right now to come on, even at this point, uh, Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness there. What is it like? What is the climate like in your community uh, where you are? Are people getting out to vote where you are? Are you getting out to vote? Is it worth it? Uh, have you uh, encountered any barriers? Have you encountered anything that seemingly like is trying to discourage you to vote? It is so vitally important today that you be a part of this, that you get out to vote. And I want to encourage you that if you have young people, I mean not young people, if you have elderly, those that are disadvantaged, uh, uh, if you have those that are disadvantaged, you have those that are elderly, you have those that can't get around, I want you to reach out to them. I want you to reach out to them. I want you to be there for them. I want you to make sure they get to the poll. Please do not allow uh, anything to stop them from having that opportunity to vote. So I really want to encourage you right now. I want to encourage you tonight uh, to come on. Uh, Let us hear. Why is voting important to you? Why is voting important to you? Are you going to vote tomorrow? Have you already voted? What was that experience like? Did you encounter long lines? 
what was the things there? We've had everything from a, a whole different things about ID uh, and all kind of measures and mechanisms to really suppress the vote. So I want to encourage you today. I want to know, are you voting? And if you're voting, uh, why are you voting? Why is this election important to you? Uh, you listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm J.R. Fickley, your host, and I'd like to hear from you tonight uh, about this very important matter. Tomorrow night, we should have some answers that we've all been waiting on, and it will determine the future and direction of our country at that time. So if you're on tonight, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I'm going to hold this open just for another few minutes, and uh, if I'm not going to have any callers, I understand many of you, you contact me and say, I enjoy listening to the show, but you don't necessarily want to call in. But I'll end the show here in three minutes if uh, I don't have any callers. Those of you that would like to call, especially, uh, I mean, I'm just going to call you out. Some of our callers there from Alabama, I see you on the line. Uh, quite a few of our callers from Alabama. I'm seeing callers from Florida. I've seen callers from uh, Michigan. I've seen callers uh, look like from uh, Look like here, call us here from, uh, wow, that's uh, D.C. area. Uh, you're all on the board, but uh, none of you have indicated that you want to have anything to say. But I welcome your opinion. I, I want to know what does it mean to you, especially those of you. I'm looking at a few of you there in the area code 334. That's what engineer is showing me, area code 334, area of Alabama. And I know that this must mean a lot to you. We, we were born and raised in that same area, and voting is very very important to me for that reason. I'll tell you, I've been excited. I've had a privilege this year that I've never had before, that three of my three of my children have the opportunity to vote this year, and all three of them voted early, and I'm very proud of them. My oldest son, Jermaine, voted on the first day of only early voting, and then beyond that, uh, we had uh, my, my uh my daughter voted on this past Saturday, uh, Japrecia, and my son Joshua voted as well. And so we are very happy uh, to be a part of that voting, very happy to be a part of that going on. And it was a real, real great opportunity with us. And uh, so I just want to say to you, if you have not voted, please get out to vote. Pray for our country. Our country needs much prayer. Listen, uh, the engineer. Uh, Engineer just told me we are going to be uh, we're going to be actually going off the air even as we speak. Thank you so very much for joining us for this special edition of Hope and Healing: A Journey to Wholeness. Uh, you've been a blessed audience. So glad that you've been with us today. Listen, tune in with us on next Monday night. Very special time. Uh, we will have an answer by then, and we'll all be rejoicing. Until that time. This is J.R. Thickland, and I thank you for listening to us here on Soul of America Radio. This has been Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Listen, you don't have to remain the way you are. Help is on the way. You can be healed, and I want you to know that this isn't over yet, that there are great things for your future and for your life. And until next time, you have a blessed day. Have a blessed evening. Have a blessed time. Goodbye.